Welcome to the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs GSD, the number one podcast for aesthetic and beauty business owners who want to get stuff done and become the entrepreneurs the world needs them to be. Many of you out there are uncertain, overwhelmed, and confused about this thing called business. Where there's uncertainty, we give you comfort. Where there's overwhelm, we create calm. Where there's confusion, we provide clarity. Ready? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, hi guys. Welcome to Aesthetic Entrepreneurs Get Shit Done uh, podcast. Um, really pleased to welcome on this week, Kelly McCready. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Hi. So, um, Kelly, ha- I've known Kelly for uh, many, many years. And I think, in fact, I think it's probably fa- safe to say that Kelly was probably the first aesthetic entrepreneur. Well, that's nice. I think you probably were. Founder. Yeah, I've definitely got founder status when I look on there. Yeah, I think you're founder status, but I do think you were, I think you were the first person I actually invited into that Facebook group. So, um, so before we go into it, just Kelly, just give us a little bit of a bit of background about yourself. Tell us what's your name, where you come from? <laughs> uh, well, I'm Kelly McCready and I live uh, in Stenning, which is uh, like a small, small market town, um, Near sort of between Worthing and Brighton, near the near the bottom of the Downs. I've been a nurse for twenty something years. Um, loved it. Was quite senior, and then had children. Had one child. Went part time. Had a second child. Decided that you know working hospital and you know no one's going to thank you for still being there. I knew. I realised I wasn't going to get to you know old age and be pleased that I'd missed my kids picking them up from school and doing stuff with them and you know, I, I knew that wouldn't be the case. So I thought, right, that's it. And I was lucky enough to be in a financial situation where I could do that. Then you start to think, well, oh, I probably should, you know, contribute to the household. And I sort of came to aesthetics by accident, really. It was sort of another suggestion by someone else. And then, um, yeah, I sort of did the training course and the One Day Foundation loved it, enjoyed it. And so it's gone on from there. And now I sort of work on my own out of my home. And within the last year, I took up a clinic in a local, well, I say beauty salon. It's sort of a, you know, ladies at lunch um, mm. sort of boutique treatment place. So that's been really nice. Sort of the same avatar that I have at home. So treating ladies that I'm used to treating, communicating with ladies that I'm used to communicating with. And it's just sort of grown, really. Obviously, as Richard said, I was uh, in the um, Assistant Entrepreneurs and I was one of the first people in club, I think. Mm. Started on a with a cup of coffee on the near the beach in Worthing and a conversation there. Do you remember with Amy? Yeah. Um, it was a long time ago. And yeah, I think, you know, I've gone through through what is now Launchpad, but obviously it didn't have a name then. And going through it again now, still getting stuff from it. And mm. each now it time has a name. It, yeah, now it has a name. <laughs> yeah. But each time yeah. I do it, I feel like it gives me another kick up the arse, you know, which I need. That's good, because the funny thing is, I suppose you go back through things, and what he realised is that I've probably tested most of my uh, products and services on you in the first place. Yeah, so, there's been a lot of testing, yeah. It has been, yeah. So it's great to know it works, because, you know, things things are growing and things are becoming... Um, oh, absolutely. Awesome. I'm, I'm grateful for that very much, yeah. Ah, it's been awesome. So you, you said you sort of fell into... Because I think 
your kind of aesthetics journey is is quite typical of mm-hmm. you know a, a nurse in the NHS and you know eventually you know for for reasons that we won't go into you know people decide to leave become disillusioned or just want something slightly different a different type of different career yeah and what, what was it that made so you looked at aesthetics and you saw it was a suggestion for other people but what was it that attracted you to the market um well money obviously and uh you you learn quite quickly there's not as much in it as <laughs> it's not quite, it's not quite as easy as other people make out and um we had a friend my husband's got a really close friend who who's had a big kind of big clinics already so we could almost get some background and say look what do you think of this can you make it work and I spent a day with them and you know before I did my training I spent a day in their clinic to see like is this really for me and we talked about things like you you can make this work and it sort of gave me a bit of confidence to get out there and do it to be honest but spend that day with him and seeing how happy people were you know by doing fillers and making people delighted and you know even you know all injectables and then the interest of adding the skin onto that I found really interesting so I've always been a little bit um extravagant with skincare mm. and now I know what I'm actually spending the money on which is quite interesting so the education side of it as well because I'd always always maintained sort of you know formal education through the whole of my um, nursing career because I always feel if you're not going forward you're going backwards a little bit mm. so it's nice to be in another area that I can keep doing that so there's always something to learn something to add into your clinic and I, I that that really appeals to me I enjoy that yeah <laughs> It's a good, good way of thinking about it. If you're not going forward, you're sort of you're always going backwards. But you touched on something really interesting, bang on early on, um, and that's about the sort of the financial reward in in aesthetics. And I, it still surprises me sometimes that people think that there is a kind of a bit of a a, a pot of gold available oh. for you for not doing an awful lot. And it, I think, in probably when I sort of started in in the market 2004, 2003, 2004, it probably was a little bit like that. We used to sort of say that it's like it's a Hollywood treatment now available in Cricklewood. And there was that kind of you could almost set up an A board outside with Botox here and actually have a business. But things changed quite quickly. It's quite competitive now. Um, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's not as easy to set up as it as it once was. Mm. So with that in mind, what would you say the kind of the, the quick wins that you had? What was it that got you from standstill? to having something that you felt, okay, this is kind of a bit of a viable business? Um, I know I always say this, but doing live videos, I mean, it's made such a big difference. I could choose one thing that, that sort of made a big difference, and mm. you made me do it. You know I didn't want to, but you made me do it. Live treatments especially, people love that. They just mm. love it. And yeah. I, I, did, I did, obviously did the treatment live on Amy, we all know that, um, nerve-wracking as hell. Treating your wife live on Facebook, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> oh my God. Um, but people loved it and engaged with it. And then, you know, as you say, they step back and watch for a while, but you see the same names keep coming up who've engaged with your videos. I put a live uh, skin peel, something so simple, on some Facebook groups, local Facebook groups, and that was a massive surge. And then they told a few people, and that I think that was a little bit of a changing point for me. I mean, you know, doing Botox is the one thing that people ring the most about. So, I mean, you can't advertise it, but it's for me, it feels like the thing I need to advertise the least anyway, because mm. people know about it. Mm. People are more nervous at fillers, so it tends to be something you can educate people about and do live videos about that. You know, in skincare, you bring it in and you can sort of upsell that side of things as well. Or people yeah. come for, for skin, for peels, 
generally they're coming to you for pills because they're nervous about the other things and then they sort of you know then they take this the, the big step into doing the injectables which is probably why they come to you in the first place anyway they're just too scared to start there mm. you see it's like two, the two type of people really but yeah it's been uh, live videos being the short answer to your question yeah, no, no, it's great. It's a, I think you're absolutely right. Facebook lives and the people like to have, I think, insight into things. You know, mm. the sort of behind the scenes thing. Um, and it didn't really strike me as how important that was until, do you remember until my birthday last year when you came to my house and then yep. you and Jenny basically snuck into the fortress of solitude <laughs> into my office. <laughs> Like a pair of na- naughty children going, oh, look at where we are. This is where he does all the Facebook lives. And it kind of made me thought, hey, yeah, you know, how much people like kind of being in, you know, the sort of behind the scenes thing. Um, no, we, did, we did one from in there as well. Yeah, you cheat, you, you snuck into my, my, my pace of zen. Um, yeah. I felt violated. But, <laughs> but that is fun. But each, so I just want to touch on something that you said so you you mentioned that you did a, a live in other people's facebook group which kind of maybe had a, a quite a, a transformative effect on it how did that come about oh uh, well no that was uh, well i've done that before with a friend who's a personal trainer so i do lives with her we're quite we're we're, we're, we're good friends so we're quite a bit of laugh so all, i've got a couple of clients through that mm. um you know if i improve the face she improves the body and we have a bit of a banter about it, it's quite a laugh but no, what I did was I shared them. I joined sort of local groups like, you know, Spotted, you mm. know, I don't know, these local Facebook groups you get. Yeah, yeah. And just put a live video in there and just, as long as you don't do things too too often, like once a month, once every couple of months, they don't really mind. Yeah. And you put it out there and everybody local is on these Facebook groups. So all these people you're trying to get in contact with are there. They're all there. Mm. So mm. it was literally, you know, it was a, a big jump that actually but the fact that it was a treatment it got people interested i've had local who would come meet me come to have treatments done they, they said i love your videos because then i felt like i knew you before i came because they mm. want to trust you because my avatars that age group of people who don't make these decisions lightly yeah 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 trust is huge and i think you know you, you're touching on some really in, interesting things that when you're starting out in anything, especially in aesthetics, it's you have to build that trust. And we've been given this opportunity with live video and groups and social media or to, yeah. to be able to communicate to a large number of people with relatively ineffect, in, inexpensively. Um, and But you had to get over that initial fear of communicating through video. Mm-hmm. How did you manage that? Oh, wait, I said you made me do it the first time. Apart with that, me, me um, bollocks me shouting at you. Yeah, and then once you, I've got to be honest, I know it's hideous thought, but you've got to watch them back. Uh, do you know what? I've never watched that one back. That's all for us. I've never watched that one back. Not all of it, bits of it. Um, but I mean, I, I always watch my videos back because as bad as it all it feels, it's never as bad, it's never that bad. And you watch it back and you're like, yeah, it's all right. And you just, mm. I just kept doing it. When, when you've got the response from the first one, you're like, okay, I'm onto something here. And it's a choice of, well, I do it, and um, you know, put a big girl pants on and do it, or I don't do it, and my business isn't growing. So it was, it was a decision, and I had to make a choice, yeah. and I did. And the more mm. I did it, the easier it got. And yeah, the, 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 the results of doing it was like, well, I've just got to keep doing it. And now I quite enjoy it. And it's not, I, I hate doing just normal video. 
Mm. I did a four to six second video to, from, do you see that? And the screenshot I did were the, how many takes. It was a whole screen of takes of doing a four to six. Because you're yeah. on video and you're like, well, oh, and you, yeah. you just, just don't get the words out. Whereas just your life, it doesn't matter. You just go, oh, sorry. You know, yeah. I've had one of my kids have walked in and everyone's laughed and they thought it was wonderful and it got loads more engagement. I mean, so what? it's brilliant. You couldn't do that on a normal video because people expect a certain quality almost. Whereas if you're live and you're, you can, oh, hang on, who's here chatting? And that gives you a minute to have a word for yourself as well. So you get tricks in your head for how to get through it. Like if I get a bit, if someone comes up with a message, I think oh, I'll save that in case you get it dry in a minute. Then you go, oh, well, hang on, I've just got to answer this. And it gives you a minute to have a word for yourself. Yeah. It just gets easier. And I, I actually quite enjoy it. Is that, is that weird? No, it's not weird, actually. I, I enjoy them as well. Um, and the funny thing is what I found with them is that they they have a an, an impact on a lot of things that you do. So mm. one thing that I, an unexpected side, side effect of doing lots of Facebook Lives was that my actual presenting my, changed. The way I presented changed. Um, and I can do a a 30 to 40 minute presentation now with no slides and in what it does is it, I think it just enables you to connect different things in your head and tell different stories and the way that you mm-hmm. tell the stories changes um yeah. confidence suddenly starts to grow because you've got people who know you know that they are listening to you they're getting value from what you're talking about yeah. and um it has you know it does it has a quite a transformative effect on it and I've actually got and I'm going to post it somewhere um a, a video of of you when we did that session with you and I had the camera still rolling and I said all right what we do is I'll do another little bit of filming but I'm going to do it live and um, this look of panic came right across your face and you just like live and <laughs> I've still got that so I'm actually going to turn that into a little vid and I'm going to post that um just as people remember that yeah of course it, it is a little bit nerve-wracking but I think one of the things that you said that I really think is one of the reasons why you are your success is is, is where you're growing and so quickly is you've got to put your big girl pants on as you said and get on with it your business needs to do it you either want to be successful or you don't mm. and that's you know the death that's what being an entrepreneur for me is all about it's that constant growth constant development putting yourself in situations that you're not comfortable with but then finding the way through the fear mm. and coming out the other side um because that's the only way that you grow as a person and the only way that you can grow as a business. Yeah, definitely. It's increased my confidence. And when people say to me, well, what, you know, oh, I worry about looking daft, worry about this, I worry about people who are going to don't listen to what I've got to say. Well, then they won't listen. So then it doesn't matter, does it? They don't want to, yeah. they don't want to listen to you. They don't have to. It's fine. There is nothing worse. You know, well, it's not actually that bad. When you're doing it, you're doing a live and you're like, there's no one here. But you just, it doesn't matter because you know people watch it back later, you know, even if it's your mum. Do you know what I mean? Someone will watch yeah. it at some point. So, yeah, you just don't, people go, oh, why is no one watching? I was thinking, well, no one watched mine for months. I just still kept doing it. Mm. And then now they're all going on, you know, YouTube and, you know, it's, and someone, so I hadn't seen for years, found me because she said, oh, I was looking at for Daryl Fillers on YouTube when I came across your video. And I was thinking, that's pretty amazing. She's in somewhere in America. You know, and it's like, well, so it's getting a reach and people are seeing that. I mean, it was obviously not used to her because I'm so far away, but it just shows that it does get out there and people are, people do want to see what you 
what you've got to say. Whereas yeah. when you first start doing it, you think no one's going to want to listen to what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's a good thing though, isn't it? Because if no one's listening to what you've got to say, then no one's watching it, so no one cares. So it doesn't matter what you say. Exactly. You know? so, no, yeah, and if it's crap and no one's watched it, just don't share it. But, I mean, I always share it because it's never as bad as you think. It's not. Win-win. I mean, you know, I remember the the early stages of doing lives. I mean, the first one I did was rather appalling because I did it in a hot tub. Looking back on it, it's just... I remember it well. <laughs> sideways in a hot tub. Um, and then, you know, I do... A, sometimes I do the, the day to eight sessions and I'd just be really kind of really critical, like, oh, God, that was horrible. Mm. So then I'd do another one on the Friday morning to apologise for the, you know, previous one. Now, I don't care. If it's shit, it's shit. Um, you can't be on form all the time. But the difference is turning up. And again, so that's another thing I want to talk about is, is consistency. Yeah. So you've, you've been able, you've, one of the things that's impressed me about how you've approached the marketing is one that you're quite creative. So the stories and the messages that you come up with are really quite engaging. But the other thing is that you've managed to get into a rhythm. And it doesn't matter whether you're feeling on top of your game or not, you're still posting. Yeah. So how do you manage that? How do you kind of, you know, you've got like, you know, you've got a young family, you've got, you know, a home life and like, you know, you just might not be feeling it, but you do it anyway. How do you get yourself motivated to actually commit to communicating? Um, I think because I sort of I've committed to this sort of live on Monday at seven. I must admit there have been a couple of months when I haven't done it all the time, but generally I do do that every week. Um, mm-hmm. And I suppose it's things that inspire you. And like you said, people want to know you. So, I mean, if I do something, do something funny or share something amusing, but generally I'll, I'll have like a theme in my head. So like this week it's been rosacea. So it's just been about that. So mm. I put something out today. I don't know. A dog with a funny nose on, but I would, that, that, then that, that's rosacea giving you that sort of lumpy nose. It sort of gets mm. people to look at it. I, in my mind, I'm thinking of people that I know that have got these symptoms that, who, who, do want to do something about it. So I'm always trying to target things at them. So I think about my clients and then think about what I'm putting out, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. You think about who you who is going to be listening to this and then you create the message to target that particular person. Yeah, I think, okay, if I was you, what would I want to be seeing? Okay, yeah, I know you I know you have your your I know you have your injectables regularly, but I know also bits that bother you. Okay, well Okay, well, if I'm talking to you, this is what I'm going to put out. So I'll put something out about microneedling because they get scarring or, you know, wow fusion. Well, wow fusion, I enjoy because it, it's, it's pretty. Do you know what I mean? It's marketing-wise. Mm. People like that twinkly, twinkly. And, and they, uh, the people, you know, love the message that gives out. And they're like, oh, what, what, what's that then? What, you know. Mm. And I, I've started doing, I did, I did get a saint from you when you put pretty things out in your clinic. And you put it out there and people go, oh, what's that? And your thing yeah. was, we'll talk about it in a minute. And all of a sudden they're like, no, I want to talk about it now. What is it? What is it? I want to talk about it now. And then you get to the end and they go, are you going to tell? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they nearly always book it or buy yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Love it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's seeding. It's just like, so um, those, those little sort of, I suppose, sales tactics or techniques it's just about it's about creating emotion and you know one of the big emotions and i'm really i'm quite susceptible to it so i know when i'm it's being done to me and i've learned to recognize it um is the fear of loss 
So, for example, when uh, we bought a, a, a shitty blue Citroen Picasso, I hated that car because <laughs> the part I hated that car because I knew I knew I knew I'd been done. And um, when we got to, we needed to replace the car. Uh, we got to the, ga- the, the showroom and. There was this car there. We'd, we'd rung up to, to book a you know appointment to have a look at it, and the sales guy goes, "All right, I'm glad you're here because we've got someone else coming in 15 minutes." And I knew, in my heart, I knew that there was no one else coming. But he'd used the oldest trick in the book on me, and I yeah. fell for it big time. And oh, we bought that so car, lovely. and I regretted it partly, and I hated it because I knew that I paid over the odds for the car. Um, however, I learned and. A few years later, after we replaced that thing and we bought a new car, guy we bought the other car off, he tried exactly the same thing. Yeah. And I just completely ignored him. And then I flipped it the other way and said, actually, do you know what? I've got a couple of these to look at today. So uh, that's the price I'm going to offer. And if you don't want it, I'm off we go. And guess what? Not only did he take that price, he also replaced all the brake discs. Boom. <laughs> so, Double you know, and actually, I made... I made a bigger saving on that car than I actually overspent on the Citroen. So I take that as a learning, a win-win. As a, and a win, yeah, fair enough. As a win. But it's these, <laughs> these kind of, you know, car salesmen are the best people to learn how to sell from because they don't give a shit. They <laughs> literally just sell. Uh, sorry if you're a car salesman and you're listening and you completely disagree, but tough shit. Um, so, yes, yeah, so these amazing little things. So what else, what other... So there's someone out there who's listening who's, you know... In the situation where we were when we first met, you know, mind me sort of saying is, you know, you, you, you were you were stuck in the mud. You were really spinning spinning your wheels to grip. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's move away from the car analogies. You were um, you were finding things challenging, weren't you? You, yeah, you, yeah. you found it quite tough. Uh, what did the, what things that changed it? Um, increasing the amount I posted on Facebook mm. for sure because I wasn't doing enough. Um, and word of mouth and, and yeah, putting treatments together. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> You're right there. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just dying in the middle of a podcast. Uh, so you keep talking. I'm going to go on mute. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, things have changed it. So, yes, I think it's upselling. So people getting people in for injectable treatments, Botox, that sort of thing was, um, yeah, was trickling in, I think at that stage, but then following them up, you know what I mean? They come out of the treatment done, then I'm like, bye. And yeah. that would be it. I hadn't suggested any other treatments. I hadn't, mm-hmm. you know, said to them about, oh, you know, you mentioned this on your skin. Do you, do you want to have something for that? I hadn't done any of that. I never followed them up. Mm. I just worked like a dog, getting them in for a lead, treat them once, then let them go. And that was that was daft, really. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I would say is very important. Don't just let them go off like ships in the, ships in the night. You need to have some sort of mm. upsell to them before they leave. Not hard, just like if you want to increase the length, you know, length of time of your Botox, you know, the lifetime yeah. of your Botox, you, you, what you think about is improve, improving the condition of your skin. And I've got one lady who has lots of sunbeds and she's never going to buy any skincare for me. I'll never buy any skincare. We've talked about it, but, you know. He's made her decision. But he said, you know, you worked like a, I'm back now. You worked like a, you know, like a dog to to take this client, to service this client and then let them go. Now, interesting. 
as I said, I think, you know, from uh, your kind of entry into aesthetics is quite typical for, you know, a nurse in the UK. And one of the challenges I have when working with sort of nurses, I suppose in particular, maybe doctors to a degree, but nurses in particular, is your sense of value. And one of the things, is, I think it's probably down because of the NHS, essentially, you know, a great institution, but it has the ability to kind of rob you of your sense of value. And yeah. also because you don't, you don't deal with money. So how much do you think you had to kind of relearn, uh, you know, from, you know, shedding the kind of the NHS cardiac nurse to becoming Kelly, the aesthetic practitioner, you know, in your head, mindset wise, what did you have to do? Well, I mean, I, was, I, I used to manage a ward when I was in the NHS, but like dealing with the money was is in a very different way. I mean, as long as I stayed mm. within, within the realms, it was fine. You didn't have to make any money. So it's a different experience. Um, I think, touching what you said, just go back, I think nurses are worse at business generally than doctors, because doctors are slightly more business-minded. That You know, as they get more senior, they have a lot more to do with the costing of things and tariffs and how much work we can do. So that their, their mind is slightly more geared towards that than ours. Um was I, you know, all the things, the standards stayed the same, you know, my, um, you know, what, what I stood for stood the same, my patient care stayed the same, but I had to value what I did, like you said. I mean, this would be, a, this is a reflection of how much I didn't value myself. And you told me off, it's a, people used to leave and I used to get to forget to ask them for the money. I remember that, yeah. Because you're just you're in nurse mode. Oh, as long as are you safe, are you all right, you're happy, we're all sorted. Okay, that's good. That's that. My job here is done. And they start leaving. I'm like, oh, crap. I mean, generally they'd say, "Do I not pay you?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, you do. Yeah." So that's just experience. That was just experience. That was just time. There was no quick change to that. Um, mm. I think getting more engagement on Facebook and people doing reviews and being really pleased with what you've done and that gives you. Oh, sorry, that makes you feel like oh, actually I'm. I've got something to offer here is making people happy when they come back and say, Oh, I'm so happy. I went to my daughter's wedding and I felt great. And you think, Oh, actually there's a lot of value in what I'm doing, mm. which is why me letting them leave the door and not following things up always as well as I could have done in the first days. Didn't give me that feedback. Didn't give me that, no. you know, yeah. benefit of, of that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You didn't, that you didn't sense. know your value, I guess. And that's what, it's it's no, there's there's me seeing it and knowing it and then there's you guys seeing it and believing it and when, as soon as that starts mm. to happen the you know magic happens things start to change um mm. and yeah i mean i do remember the sort of like you know i accidentally let people out without paying we fixed that quite quickly though i seem to remember we did, we did. yeah well you were all alive and i said it and uh about four other people said oh yeah i've done that and you were like stop and you changed the whole focus of the live because he's like i cannot believe five of you are telling me this is going on like yeah no I've done it I've done it I've done it we're like cat me someone else um, yeah. maybe not like and um you were like no 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 what what are you doing you absolutely I think you nearly fell off your chair <laughs> yeah because well the thing is is it, it's I I know I I understand the reasoning behind it all mm. but on the other hand I also know how hard you have to work to get a client yeah and for all of that work in to eventually pay them and if you know that's what i sort of say to you know said to people it says you know what don't bother treating them just give them 100 quid instead <laughs> save yourself the time go and do something else it's what i can't be asked for you i'll just give you so here's 100 quid off you go thanks very much for coming um because oh, yeah, essentially that's what you're doing um 
when you think, and I think that's what I said to you is, you know, if you think about things in that kind of sense, is that when you're thinking about discounting and, oh, I'm going to do things at cost, there's no such thing as doing it at cost. Mm. It always costs you something. So, and it's, if it's the time, uh, and, but it is, it's that understanding that sense of value um, and pride in your work and standing up for yourself. And it does take time. It's not something that happens overnight, but, you know, as you, you know, you, you, you've been working with me for a while and, you know, mm. I can see the growth and the development in, in what's happening. And now, you know, you're, you're almost at the cusp of something different now, aren't you? So, you know, you've built your business um, at home, which is how I think, you know, lots of businesses do start. There's nothing wrong with creating, as I call them, a boutique aesthetic business yeah. from home. Um, mm. It's a perfect way of incubating a business and getting it up and running. Um, and then you took the step out into some salons in you know yeah. working in there and now you're looking at moving into your own place i'm scared <laughs> why What's well, scary? it's financially a big commitment you've got a, a you know sign a lease of at least or two years you, you know you're, you're i'm not raking it in so i'm like well you know i've got to find an extra however many hundreds of pounds a month but part of me just thinks it's just time to, I, I, I know you've always said this before as well. I think if I get out of the house, I've got to make that money. So it'll mm-hmm. make me turn up. It'll make me do it because I don't have to, or I can't. Yeah, yeah. It'll, <laughs> so, it'll make you. It'll make you sweat a bit. Yeah, it will. But I, I probably need that. But I also mm. really want it because I find having it in the house as well. It almost takes over the whole of my life. I want to be mm. in the clinic. Right, I'll do my admin. I'll do my lives. I'll do my, you know, planning my social media when I'm there. And then when, because when it's in your house, it trickles over and mm. you're never quite away from it, you know? So I think the value it will bring to my life, having it not in the house and the fact it will, I'll have to bloody do it because I've got to pay the bills now. So, you know, it will keep me, keep, well, I'm pretty yeah. focused on this anyway, but sometimes you can wane off and think, oh, well, it's all right, you know, because I don't have to pay any utilities. I don't have to pay any rent, but mm. I'll, I'll have to. So... It will definitely keep you um, keep you focused. Well, so, like you say, you're focused and, and driven anyway. But I mean, you're right. It, it's having a little bit more skin in the game, mm. and 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 you're also it's an evolution. You're, the type what people, I think what you need to sort of bear in mind is that as your as your business evolves, you you're well, you're evolving, your business will evolve, and your client base will evolve. Yeah. So one thing of people sort of say as well, you know. Um, I've got a small business, but do I need to promote myself like I'm a big business? Well, the answer is no, because you'll have clients who like coming to see you where you are. Yeah. As soon as you move out, you may find that you lose a few because they're quite comfortable with going to see someone's in the house. They're not, they might not move with you to the new premises. Yeah, that so worries find, me a little bit. You may, you may lose a few. I don't think you lose many because it's more of a relationship thing, but there's always a couple. But what you also do is you'll suddenly start to attract people who wouldn't go and see you at home. Yeah, well, so yeah. Then, you know, and there are actually more of them, I think, out there that, you know, you start to compete at a slightly different level. Perception changes. You've got shop front. So the game changes. Your prices will move up in yeah. to take into account the additional, uh, rev, you know, the costs of the business, but also yeah. change in profile. So, you know, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Yes, there's going to be some changes and some transitions and a little bit of some bumps, but in the, the day, as long as you don't overcommit on anything, mm. 
you'll be okay. You know, we're, you know, don't, I'm not going to be, we won't be, we'll be having chats before you buy any kind of expensive equipment. Yeah. Um, Cause that's, that's the game that normally gets played is some, you start a clinic. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And then also it's like out comes the, suddenly you land on the radar of the, um, the capital equipment sales reps. Sorry guys, this mm. is the truth. And even invariably, and all of a sudden, there's a piece of kit sat in the corner that's costing you five, six hundred pounds a month. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, yeah. I think the, the biggest thing I'm going to buy is an LED light, and that'd be about six hundred quid. So don't worry, I'm not planning on anything crazy stuff at the moment. Good. I, could, I, could, I, I, I don't think I could take the stress of that and the, and the rent from <laughs> It'll come. At the, end, the end of the day, so long as there's a plan behind it all, everything, mm. it, it should, it will be okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. So uh, just a. A couple of questions then. So if there was, and there's generally always more than one thing, but I'll just ask you this anyway. So if there was one bit of advice that you could give someone out there, it doesn't matter whether they're, you know, been in the business for years or they're starting out. You know, if there's one thing that you've learned that you could sort of go back and tell Kelly, who, you know, we met, at, you know, had the coffee with, what would you say to her? Um... Well, people that are already in club, yeah? Sorry? People that are already in the Entrepreneurs Club. No, no, no. If I, no. So, oh, I'll get support. Go. Get support. Yeah. Don't do it on your own. You can't do this on your own. You don't know what you, you're in. I was a nurse. I didn't know how to market myself. I didn't know what I was doing. And there's no way you can make that up. So you need to find someone to help you. That's it. <laughs> get support. Help. Get help. Yeah, help. That's what I got through. You we sat there that day. You went, don't worry, we're going to make this happen, and we did. And so you, you, I, I couldn't I, on my own. I was like posting this, post. I didn't know what I was doing, but you know. So yeah, get help. You know, you you wouldn't turn up at a hospital and go, yeah, I don't have to be a nurse. It's fine, would it? You you wouldn't because you need someone to show you how to do that. So we're turning up in a world we don't understand. So you have to appreciate. You need someone to tell you how to do it because you can't. Because you don't. Mm. We don't know how to do it. So, yeah, get help. Definitely. Get support. Awesome. It's a good... It's You can't do it on your own. And it's... I think these things are, you know, they're an investment. You know, all the getting help. People, you know, people don't work for free. And it's just making sure that you get the, you know, you get the right the right help and the return. And it's... It will save you time. Saves you a lot of effort as well. Just, you know, even mm. going on the right... Even just asking people about what training course to go on to. There are so, there's, and also there's a lot of free support. There's a lot of, um, you know, join the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs uh, Facebook group. There's lots of people in there who help. Um, it doesn't cost anything at all. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's sort of, it's the camaraderie as well, isn't it? It's the getting the cut. You, you're getting sound advice because you're getting coaching. And also it's that camaraderie. It's a very lonely world, really. I mean, like you said, I'm working in a in clinic in my home. I don't have any colleagues. So it also gives you that. It gives you you know, the number of messages that go out go, is, is this all right to do this? Or has anyone else experienced this? And you, when you hear back, yeah, yeah. You say, oh, that's okay. Yeah. And like things we've had recently, like, you know, Facebook posts, like, is this all right? And you think, yeah. well, you've got a group to go out there and say yay or nay. And even when other people are probably too polite, sometimes, oh, yeah, it's okay. At least you're there to turn, come along and go, no, you can't do that shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, my client's being a dick. Well, get rid of them then. But, but, no, 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 but, but, just get rid of them. 
Yeah, but do you know what? And I think I think I probably wouldn't. You, you touched on this earlier, and I meant to say something, but we we went off to about something else. It was about offers and things, and that's very mm. tempting, you know, to go, oh, you know, bog off and all that sort of thing. But then you know, but then you think about when you see it in other places, you think that just looks a bit shit. Yeah, there are ways yeah. of doing things, you know, like you know, book book six pills and seven ones for free or something. That's different to you know. 25% off Monday or something. I just think it just, if it's, if it's worth 25% less on a Monday, then I, I just saw my clients will go, well, why is it worth 25% more on Tuesday? It doesn't. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I, I do know what you mean. It's like, well, can I, yeah. So I can't keep it on Monday, but oh, I will take my 25% uh, a week next Thursday. Yeah. You know? You've never advocated that sort of thing, have you? No, never. No. I mean, I actually go the opposite way because my feeling for a long time has been that, you know, if you look at the injectables market specifically, I actually think the injectables market is undervalued massively. I think mm. it's too it's too cheap. Um, you know, my mum is in Houston, and for, if she wanted to get treatment, it's seven dollars a unit for for toxin. Yes. So you know, she there's no way that she'd be walking out from her cosmetic dermatologist having spent less than you know eight seven eight hundred dollars. Um, and yet, in the United Kingdom, it's possible to get you know, a treatment for, for less than a hundred. And I was, well, that's the thing is because the market's basically a little bit screwed. Mm -hmm. Um, and I firmly believe that if fillers cost 400 pounds, a syringe, the mark that the problems will disappear because the only people who could have treatment would be the ones who actually could legitimately afford it. Mm -hmm. And you might be listening to this thinking, well, that's just ridiculous. You know, my business is built up on lip, lip treatments. Well, that's fine, you know, but for me, that's just not the way this market has, should, ha, should have developed and should have, should have um, proliferated. Um, just, that's just my view, you know, you can take it or leave it. But I think if there's, there's definitely a resetting that's going to be needed um, to knock out the, the lower end of the aesthetics market, it's the only way it's going to work to make it unaffordable for people who probably shouldn't have treatments to have them. And, you know, that would knock out the lower end of the market and lower out the lower end of practitioner and reset the market in a sense to where it should be. Skincare and things like that. Okay. That's fine. But if you want to have invasive treatments, you know, the skill level involved needs to be reflected in the price. The product quality needs to be reflected in the price. And then also just a little bit of extra for the risk. Um, there's no way on earth that you should, anybody should be able to get hold of the, the treatments that you can provide at the prices that they can do. I'll get off my soapbox, but that's the reality. Well, I've always seen some things recently, which makes your, makes your hair curl. It's like, what, how's that happened? Or, But it's scary because it, it's the sort of people that are chasing these cheaper, cheaper treatments are the ones that are going to get the most, well, it would seem when you look at all, all the forums and stuff, get the most complications. Of course no, that's, that's, yeah. not an, that's not an accident, is it? No, it's, it's not. It's not an accident. It's just, it's a coincidence. I always said that the best way to attract cheap clients is be cheap. Mm. You know? Um, and when you, you know, when people sort of say, okay, well, I have a, I've got a lower priced practitioner who's just turned up in my manner and there's a price war going on so I'm going to drop my prices and you think well hang on a minute you're taking away the one of the things that actually differentiates you which is the fact that your prices are higher yeah. so keep the prices higher there's lots of different ways but 
what tends to happen is you get this initial sort of panic, um, this, you know, reaction, this, you know, lizard brain reaction about, oh, I've got to fight this, as opposed mm-hmm. to take a step back, look at it from a strategic point of view and go, right, if I look at all of my clients who would be vulnerable, so let's say I go through my client base and look at all the ones who possibly would be interested in going to that person, you'd look at them and go, actually, I'm quite happy with that. <laughs> you know, could do with getting rid of a few of those anyway. So you don't worry about it. But it's that initial kind of reaction that um, that tends to, I think, skew things a little bit. But, you know, I think um, on a positive point of view, um, you know, there's a, there's an awful lot of, of good people out there. You are absolutely one of them. You know, oh, we only work with, the, you know, only work with, you know, quality people in the set of entrepreneurs. And it's been, you know, <laughs> it's been awesome working with you over the last couple of years. And I'm looking forward to seeing what, the next few years brings because you know i'm looking you know, it's great having from a, a startup to clinic story and there's a yeah. lot more to come there's a lot yeah, more no, to it's come exciting. well you know you guys have been very supportive of me it's been it's been great i um, right. i will be ringing you every step of the way obviously like i always do quick, yeah, note, yeah. quick message is, is this all right so, yeah it's right so you know I'm, i could i'm quite happy to break uh client page privilege but kelly does my botox as well no one, I, didn't. I haven't done it for a while. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, we're, we're sorry. Yeah, so we are currently, for those of you, you know, listening to this in the future, this is current 30th of April. We're currently under quarantine, and um, the, uh, the 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 crease in my head is returning. Yeah, but don't worry, we'll see out. Yeah, it's not as bad as it was. It's not as bad as it was. No, we need to we need to get some atrophy in there. We need to get that. Yeah, balance. it's working. It's working. Right. So, right, we've got um, ten of the most important questions in the world to ask. Oh God! Right? So, yeah. quick fire. Um, <sighs> don't think too much about it. There's nothing in there that's going to trip you up. They're just pop culture questions. Um, oh, so, are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Good. Okay. So. Uh, oh no, you're frozen. Oh, look at that. See, Hello? Kelly's Kelly's perfect timing. Oh. Yeah, there you are. Can you hear me? Oh no, I can hear you now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom just had a bit of a, a moment. Don't worry. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll sort that one out. So, right. Ten most important questions in the world. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Beatles or Elvis? Beatles. Really. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. I'm more of an Elvis fan. It's like you know, Beatles just never really done it for me. But yeah, fair enough. Okay. Uh, Superman or Batman? Superman. Really? How come? Uh, I just grew up with it more. I think the Christopher Reeve story always sticks with me. Obviously, a sad one, but yeah. Yeah. No, I can I can see that. It's funny because actually, up until now, most of the. that most people sort of seem to be Bat fans. I'm a bit more kind of Batman. Um, but yeah, Superman's kind of, you know, the the Boy Scout, whereas Batman can be a bit of a dick. So, but yeah, Christopher yeah. Reeve, that was a, it was a really a, a sad story. But um, yeah, we, we've, we've, we've got him to look back on as the, the model of yeah. Superman. Well, yeah, first films I went to see were Bat, uh, Superman films, and then his story, yeah, just sort of stuck with me. Are you a night owl or an early bird? Uh, well, it depends. You mean to work? 
Oh, you, you naturally, would you, you uh, early riser or do you kind of like, you know, you're up late watching the Kojak at half 12? Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't go, yeah, late really. I used to get work done in the morning. I can't work in the evening, like, you know, like paperwork and stuff. I have to get up early and do that. But okay. yeah, generally I'm a little bit, I stay up late. I'm cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so late smashing the wine in. Um, Apple or Android? Android. Really? Yeah, we're not really allowed Apple in this house. Why? <laughs> you know what Jack's like? It's like it's style over substance. It's just, it's, I've got an iPad that I bought purely for eye consult initially, um, which I still have and I quite enjoy. But um, no, generally it's Android. Fair enough. I could never get on with Android. I started, but even the kind of how you get into them with the squiggly drawing thing just pissed me right off. <laughs> Um, was, it, it, it wasn't going to go anywhere, anywhere past that. It's just irritating. That oh, irritated the shit out of me. So, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I still can't, the whole Microsoft making computer games thing, I still can't get my head around it, but there we go. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite movie? Um, Layer Cake. Layer Cake. Cool, yeah. good. I've not seen that for ages, actually. Such a good film. And, well, I'm a bit of an unusual film taste. It's sort of, beyond that, it's The uh, Godfather and Goodfellas, really. Oh, The Godfather movies are fantastic. Really good, actually. Amazing. So, yeah. yeah. So you like a bit of violence, then? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Organised crime and violence, basically. <laughs> I'm There's not a, a dark, yeah, not a dark a side there. Yeah, Anybody, anything with Renny Zellweger in it, you couldn't give a toss about. No, but not at all. As long as someone's being murdered. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, song you rock out to? Uh, well, a favourite song of mine I love is, my favourite song is Elbow One Day Like This. Oh, wow. Makes me happy. It's a good song. It's beautiful. Yeah. Puts me in a good place. Yeah. That's, that's a good song. Yeah. I think I have... But, you know, my music taste is quite wild, but um, songs like that. There's a Smashing Pumpkins today. Is guys, there's a bit of a song like that that makes you know puts me in a in a good place. Yeah. Um, anytime I listen to it. Um, are you sun or snow? Sun. Yeah, I can't be asked with. I cannot be asked with snow sports, winter sports. Well, we were, we were supposed to go skiing um, the last week of March. Well, that didn't happen, obviously. Um, yeah. So the kids were supposed to go the first time, but the weather was lovely. So, you know, going that time of year, you get the sun and you get to ski as well. So it's all good. Yeah. I don't, yeah. That's, a, that's the thing I don't like, though. It's, you know, it's cold, but it's hot. Yeah. I, to be fair, now I just want to lie next to a pool with a drink and watch yeah. kids play in the water. That, that, would, that would be just fine for me. So, yeah, sun. Yeah, quite frankly, I'd like to go fucking anywhere at the moment. Barbados, my favourite. Oh, yeah. Well, that's you know, my heritage, being a half Bajan. Yes, from. yes. Yeah. Yeah, Barbados. yeah. So what's your uh, go-to business book? Changing Faces. Hey, you get an extra. I didn't, you didn't get, uh, I didn't get any, any kind of plug there, but um, yeah, <laughs> it's a good book. I hear the uh, author's a pretty nice guy. Yeah, he's not bad. He still hasn't signed my book though. Has he not? No. Really? You did give me the book. I don't know if you signed it, though. I'll bring it to you. I'm sure I signed it. I'll, I'll check in a minute. 
Right, and the final question then is what's the best bit of advice you have ever received? Um, stay in your own lane. Cool, why so? Just because I think you get involved in other people's crap and then they get involved in yours, don't they? So, you know, yeah. do, do, do you and uh, yeah. don't have an opinion I- of other people. I agree. I think there's definitely look too much to the too much to their competition um, for inspiration, and you know, oh, what are they doing? You know what? You do what you do, do it well, and yeah. people who like that will come to you. If you spend too much time looking at other people's shit, you just dilute you. Yeah, it's the same as competing with yourself, isn't it? You know, mm. you yeah. to be better, we're usually better than you were yesterday, not than someone down the road. Otherwise, you know drive yourself mad like in all parts of life it's being you know worrying what other people are doing and comparing your own life even outside of work it doesn't do you any favors so just yeah no it doesn't some wonderful wisdom there kelly thank you thanks yeah thanks it's been so awesome been really enjoyed really enjoyed so um uh yeah so take care of yourself and i'll catch thank up with you. you again soon take care thanks rich all right bye bye how was that yes yeah, now for tips, insight, and stories to enhance, empower, educate, and elevate your business to new heights.